0: The Oxford Center for Triple Value Healthcare 3 b is a social enterprise with the goal of building capacity and capability in healthcare to increase value. As part of its mission, 3V promotes the dissemination of knowledge. From our library of almost 1000 books, we have produced short downloadable podcasts that summarize the most important classic books, book pods. These are essential for anyone working in healthcare. And enable you to learn while you walk, drive or travel by bus or train. Enjoy this week's book pod and ensure you get a new one downloaded by subscribing to Radio Value from your usual podcast provider. The concept of culture is now widely accepted thanks partly to the bankers. Uh, certainly I seem to have seen the word culture more in association with banking than with any other type of activity in the last five years. But of course, culture in an organizational sense has been around for a long time, just not very much in healthcare. And the guru is Edgar Schein. And uh, culture, in his definition, is the pattern of shared basic assumptions that was learned by a group as it solved all its problems of external adaptation and internal integration. That's his quote from his classic, Organisational Culture and Leadership, the big book, published in 2004. Culture has been perhaps given most prominence in the concept of safety culture, although the culture of caring or compassion has become a hot issue in the NHS. But I think it's fair to say that when considering culture in healthcare, The safety culture has been the key issue and the classic book on that is James Reason's work and James Reason says there are actually four different subcultures all of which make up the safety culture. One is the reflexive culture, how well are frontline staff involved. The second, the learning culture. Is it an organisation that can learn and develop? And then the, the... Third and fourth subcultures of the safety culture are interwoven. One is the reporting culture, and the fourth is the just culture. And of course, you won't get reporting unless people feel they were treated justly. In work on safety, particularly in terms of checklists and, and systems, the paradigm that's often recommended is the aircraft industry, and in particular, the behaviour of air crews. And in this very interesting book by Helmreich and Merritt called Culture at Work in Aviation and Medicine, research was carried out to look at just how similar or different were the two practices. Helmreich and Merritt also give their definition of culture. They say the culture of a profession, and I quote, is manifested in its members by a sense of community, and by bonds of a common identity. And they say a safety culture involves observable behaviours and underlying values, beliefs and assumptions. I'm quoting now and I say from their definition, employees in a safety culture are more than just a group of individuals enacting a set of safety guidelines. They are guided in their behaviour by an organisation commitment to safety which is premise and trust, at the shared understanding that every member upholds safety norms and supports other members to that end. So, um, when you look at how they operate and you see that they do things like um, uh, proper training, crew management, then it all appears very sensible. However, I have my reservations about the air-crew analogy. Certainly I believe that checklists should be used, for example Atul Gawande's safety checklist. But this implies most of healthcare is a bit like flying a jumbo jet. Now it's a pretty predictable thing. Hip replacement may be a bit like flying a jumbo jet. You know, People are get on and they know what they're expected to do and very rarely do anything happen. So checklist is very important. However. Carl Weick, who wrote a wonderful book called Managing the Unexpected, Resilient Performance in an Age of Uncertainty, has a very different analogy. He says when you think of healthcare, it's much more like uh, being on an airfield which is pitching 15 degrees side to side with water all over the place, high explosives and planes landing and taking off every minute, namely an aircraft carrier. Furthermore, he says, most of the work has been done by 21-year-old people who have not actually had a great deal of training. And they are a resilient organisation. That's from the book called Magic Unexpected by by Vyken and Sutcliffe. So for me, more healthcare is like the pitching deck of an aircraft carrier than the cabin of a jumbo jet. And the key issue... Is partly culture, but it's not just the culture to do things, to follow guidelines, but the culture of response, of resilience. And in a book by Hall, Nagel, uh, Woods, and Levison called Resilience Engineering Concepts and Precepts, the definition of resilience is how, and I quote now, how well a syst- system can handle disruptions and variations that fall outside of the base mechanisms. Or model for being adaptive as defined in that system. How well a system can handle disruptions and variations that fall outside of the base mechanisms or model for being adaptive as defined in that system. That means that everything expects little bits of perturbation but when the perturbation gets bigger than a little bit then what happens? That's resilience. So here's three questions. For you, what human activity other than an aircraft carrier or a pilot cabin do you think is like being in healthcare? Secondly, can you think of an example of resilience in the organisation in which you work when something started to go seriously wrong outside the usual model for being adaptive? And thirdly, how will you increase resilience in the organization? So the culture of work, the culture of aviation medicine, much to learn from aviation, more, in my view, from aircraft carriers.